This is Cosmic Coffee Time, the place where we take a look at what's happening somewhere in the universe in about the time it takes to have a coffee. It's cosmology in a cup. I'm Andrew Prestige, and join me for a coffee and see where in the universe we're going this time. We'd love to hear from you, so send us an email at cosmiccoffeetime at gmail.com. You can request an episode topic or just say hi. We've all heard of earthquakes. They can be deadly and cause mass destruction when they hit our cities, and tsunamis when they strike below the oceans. The quakes are a sudden release of tension that builds up when tectonic plates move relative to each other. But have you heard of moonquakes? You guessed it. These are quakes that happen on the moon. So how were they discovered? How powerful are they? And does the moon have the same mechanisms in place to cause these quakes as we do here on Earth? It had been speculated that the moon might have had quakes just like the Earth. But without any way to detect them, it remained just that, speculation, until 1969. Apollo 11 astronauts Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin deployed some equipment that included a lunar seismometer. This failed after only three weeks, but seismometers were also set up during Apollo 12, 14, 15 and 16 between 1969 and 1972. These instruments detected moonquakes right up to the time they were switched off in 1977. One thing that became evident about moonquakes is that they sustain for a long time, much longer than quakes do on Earth. There isn't as much damping material in the lunar geology, so moonquakes can ring for an hour as opposed to seconds or minutes on Earth. It's been said that the moon rings like a bell. Moonquakes are much less powerful than earthquakes, mostly registering less than three on the Richter scale. Earth is a geologically active body. Convection currents in the molten core cause tectonic plates to shift. They don't always slide easily past each other or under or over each other. And where they get stuck, tension builds up. When that tension is eventually released, as we heard earlier, that causes a sudden shift and gives us that shaking until it all resettles. The moon, on the other hand, is a geologically inert body. There isn't that force below the surface to shift parts of the crust around. There's something else at play here. The moon is still cooling. As it cools, it's also shrinking. The diameter of the moon has probably shrunk around 50 metres over the past couple of hundred million years. If we leave a piece of fruit out to dry, it'll shrink too. As it shrinks, the skin will start to wrinkle. The moon's wrinkling too, and this causes shifting in the geology. The shrinking causes thrust faults, where one part of the surface rides up over another. Some of the quakes detected by the Apollo seismometers were grouped along these fault lines, suggesting that they could be attributed to these faults. Moonquakes aren't just grouped in location. They're also grouped in time. They tend to happen at the point of the moon's orbit when it's at apogee, the furthest point from the Earth. The gravitational effect of the Earth is greatest at this point and makes moonquakes more likely. 
There's also a heat cycle that the moon goes through each orbit. Unlike the Earth's daily heat cycle of night and day, each location on the moon has two weeks of sun and two weeks of night, so there's plenty of time for heat to build up and plenty of time to cool. The Earth's heat cycle is damped by the atmosphere retaining some heat overnight. The moon doesn't have any atmosphere, so the surface goes from a hot tin roof 120 degrees centigrade to minus 130 every two weeks. The expanding and contracting that goes with this heat cycle can cause thermal moonquakes. One other type of activity that was recorded by the Apollo seismometers is meteorite impacts. When a meteorite hits the moon, it causes impact vibrations that can be detected. The seismometers recorded 11 impacts of meteorites greater than a tonne between 1969 and 1977. These are not really moonquakes, but interesting nonetheless. They're easy to distinguish from real moonquakes because they have a different seismic signature. Good news is that we're still learning from the data that was recorded from the Apollo instruments way back in the 70s. The modern Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter is now providing us with detailed images of the surface of the Moon where the moonquakes were recorded decades earlier. These images show fault lines, so the data from the Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter can be combined with the Apollo seismometer data to deepen our understanding of the Moon's geology. Quite remarkable, really. Remember, if there's something in the universe that you want us to take a closer look at, send us an email at cosmiccoffeetime at gmail.com. Thanks for joining me. I'm Andrew Prestige, and I'll see you again soon for another Cosmic Coffee Time.